You're listening to Greater LA from KCRW, the show that connects you to the people and places of Southern California. Hey, I'm Steve Chiatakis. You know, I am not an early riser. Seven o'clock in the morning is an hour when I'd rather be asleep, especially when I don't have to be awake. And it's definitely not an hour when most folks are in the mood to sing a song or solve a puzzle or crack a joke. But that's exactly what the members of one quirky club here in Los Angeles have been doing for nearly 100 years. KCRW Zoe Matthew headed to Griffith Park for this holiday treat to check it out. Hello, it is 6.46 a.m., Um, And I'm here in the parking lot of the Shrine of Friendship Auditorium in Griffith Park. I'm in my car and I am here to check out the Los Angeles Breakfast Club. I'm not really sure what I'm in for this morning. I'm not (laughs) fully in the mood or ready to talk to anyone yet at this hour, but uh, we're going to go check it out. So I'm in the parking lot and I ran into Tom. What's your last name? Tom Sanchez. And you're a member of the Breakfast Club? Yes, I am. How long have you been a member for? Over four years. And you come every Wednesday? Uh, almost every Wednesday, yeah. And what made you four years ago decide to become a member? How did you find out about this? Well, I, I, I grew up in the neighborhood. And so I zillions of times I'd passed by here. And I always thought, gee, what's going on? Finally, a friend of mine brought me three different times. And I loved it so much that I chose to become a member. Together? Certainly, let's do that. Oh, oh here's Lois. Our, our Good Peter. Morning. Hi, Miss Lois. As you can see, we have all kinds of people, and it's great. It, it's a wonderful place to be, really. The way that the, the Friendship Auditorium is laid out, there are these long tables, each one with a name. So over time, everybody gets pretty familiar with a particular table, and that's where they sit. But the traditional tables are the nurses' table. Then there's the 60s Mafia, so named because most of the people there were graduates of Marshall High School just up the street in the 60s. Then there's the Conrad Monte Memorial smoking section. And then the rooster table. The rooster table was so named by Will Rogers, who was one of the first members of this club. Welcome the president of the Los Angeles Breakfast Club, Nora Vetter few announcements. My name is Nora Vetter and I'm the president of the Los Angeles Breakfast Club. The Los Angeles Breakfast Club is a nearly 99 year old social organization. It's been around since 1925. Good morning, Hams! Good morning, Thank you all for starting your day off right with us. Our founder is Maurice Dumont. And he and some friends used to go horse riding in Griffith Park. And they would gather and have stories and laugh. Maurice was like, I feel like there's an opportunity here uh, to make this a more formal thing. So from that was birthed the idea of the Breakfast Club. It was inspired by the fraternal organizations of the time. And... The traditions that they created were kind of a wink at the fraternal organizations, what they did. So we have 
an initiation. People place their hand on the Breakfast Club altar, and our altar is a plate of runny eggs. I, Rowan Choi Mayor, do declare my icky hand loyalty to this shrine of friendship. We also have a cryptogram. The cryptogram basically is a mysterious coded message that only the members know what it means. We have some club songs we sing to. At our club, you greet each other. Uh, hello, ham. And then the response is, hello, egg. The idea is that everybody is on the same playing field. No matter your finances, no matter where you work, your background, your age, you walk in that door and everybody is on the same level. You're a ham or you're an egg. A lot of people, especially people that are new to LA, really appreciate having a place where they feel like they belong as they're trying to transition into this new community. My name is Bethany Bowles, and I've been a member of the Breakfast Club since August 2022, but I've been coming since before the pandemic. Finding community in LA is tricky. Um, and from the first time I came, immediately I just felt this source of joy and welcoming and camaraderie and, uh, you know, it, it's exactly my kind of regimented buffoonery. You know, you can have a little bit of predictability, you know we're going to be doing all of this weird stuff, but it's just, it's just such a friendly environment and everybody is genuinely lovely. In a time of such cynicism in the world, it's just the, the highlight of the week, something to look forward to, something worth getting out of bed for. <laughs> Ever since I left over, I thought the boat would go over. Dear, oh dear. Uh, those are members of the L.A. Breakfast Club, which meets at the Shrine of Friendship Auditorium over at Griffith Park every Wednesday at 7 o'clock sharp. They're on break until the new year, but they'll be back serving up ham, eggs, and silliness come January 3rd.
Introducing the KCRW Donation Car, designed to be recycled. This first-of-its-kind vehicle will save you time, space, and hassle by disappearing. Enjoy the luxury and comfort of turning your underused car into a donation worth hundreds, even thousands of dollars. The KCRW Donation Car, already in your garage, driveway, or on cinder blocks outside your house. Act now at kcrw.com cars. More now with Greater LA from KCRW. I'm Steve Chitakis. In just a few minutes, we're going to hear about what it's like delivering the mail during the holiday season. But first, let's talk about delivering a kick or a punch to your opponent on a mat or in a cage. Again, lands on Zingano. This body kick by the challenger, level change, and Cyborg ends up on top. Ground and pound. Hammer fist from the champion. It's over. Chris Cyborg with her 12th first-round knockout finish. Chris Cyborg remains Bellator featherweight champion. Mixed martial arts or MMA is a brutal sport. Fighters often take a vicious beating while they try to wrestle one another into submission. It is such a beating that retirement for most comes early. And as of the first of the year, there's a new law that goes into effect here in California, establishing a retirement fund for MMA fighters, one of whom is Chris Cyborg, a 16-time MMA Grand Slam world champion fighter. Chris, welcome to you. Thank you for having me here. It's nice to have you, and congratulations on the win that we just heard right there. Andy Foster is head of California State Athletic Commission, here to talk about the new law and what it'll mean going forward. Hi, Andy. Uh, hello. Thanks for having me. Let, let me start with you, Andy. Can you, can you kind of explain this new law and what it'll mean and how it'll be implemented? What do you mean a retirement fund? Uh, it's just um, something that the state can do for the athletes through the State Athletic Commission, with uh, no impact to the general fund. This is funded totally through ticket sales, ticket assessments on the promoters. And the fighters, if you fight 39 scheduled rounds in California, which is about 12 to 13 fights, uh, you'll be eligible for a retirement benefit when you turn 50 years old. Chris, you've been fighting for a long time. How'd you plan for retirement before this, before there was a fund? We do a couple things, you know. I save money for my retirement in the future. Um, I work with, uh, buy a house, rent a house, you know, I work with a Bitcoin, you know, I have a lot of things, uh, I, me and my team are working because we, the, you know, in the future, we will not have a retirement for fighters. This is really cool. After 39 rounds, you know, after 18 years in the sport, I want to complete 20. It's really nice for all the young kids who want to be a fighter, you know, have the retirement. It's important. And for sure, it's important you save the money, you invest in the right things. It's really important. It's really important. But again, you, you've had no saving money is one thing, right? Anybody can save money. Um, but but having a retirement fund is different because it, it allows you at least some cushion, right? That, that that something else pays into it as well. Or maybe it's it's amassed in a different way. Ah, this is really important. You know, uh, I'm a, we we fighting old school fighting. Thinking about this, we we have to t- do it for ourselves because and they have a lot of fighters I know they retire and they with zero money at the end. I understand it can it can even be very difficult getting health insurance. Right? Has that been an issue for you? Yes, there's no use when you say you're a fighter. Nobody want to have the insurance. I do my have insurance, but for sure it's some troubles to have insurance if a fighter. Even after, you know, after you stop fighting, the injury is coming, 
Uh, I'm really work on for prevent the injuries in the future. So, but it's really important because after you fight for a long time, the injuries injuries come. You know. How much? You know. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about the the toll that fighting has had on your on your body because you you've been fighting for for so long. It can't be easy, right? You know, for me, I feel very blessed about this. I know I have have one bad injury in my career or any surgery, like broke bones, uh, ligaments. I'm really blessed. You know, I started doing sport when I was 12 years old, but doing different sports. And I came to uh, mixed martial arts when I was 19 years old. But I believe the other sports helped me build my body. But I know a lot of fighters, you know, he's struggling now after finishing the career. I know some is very hard time to get into surgery because it's very expensive. But, you know, it's really important we we take care of our bodies and, you know, doing stuff to prevent, you know, prevent to bad injuries in the in their career. You know, this is, can happen. Uh, save the money, um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to Colombia doing the stem cells, you know, preventing injuries in the future. So I think it's really important to take care. I do the hyperbaric, you know, I do red cell, red lights. I do a lot of things for prevent, you know, physiotherapy. I think it's important. You're 38 years old. You had your first professional bout in 2005 when you were 19. How yes. much longer do you think you'll be doing this? You know, I want to complete it 20 years, and I'm done. We're well, almost there. Almost there. Almost there. But you will qualify for this retirement benefit in California, right? Probably, yes. Andy, there's, there's a similar law that's been in effect for boxers since the early 1980s, for about 40 years now. Has the state seen success with that law? Depends on how you, how you define success. I mean, the, the State Athletic Commission has given out 37 payments this year to, to boxers that have came forward and made claims. So I think since the inception of the fund, the state has given out 250 payments to boxers, which is I, I feel like is pretty good considering the State Athletic Commission is an incredibly small agency. Uh, and this money has has helped uh, many boxers that uh, needed it. We reached out to a lot of fighters who weren't even aware of this new law. So how is the state planning on getting the word out so, so folks can, can at least benefit from it? The first way we're going to do it is we're going to put in the license application itself information about it so that the, the fighter signs and knows that they have it and what the what the uh, vesting requirements are uh and as you was talking to chris you talked about the 39 schedule rounds it doesn't matter if 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 you stop the person in the first round you will get credit for all three rounds or all five rounds whatever it was scheduled it's a it, it, that's why it's 12 or 13 fights most mma fights are three rounds the championships are five most people don't fight championship rounds, but some do. So it will be like 12 or 13 fights, something something like that. So, Andy, how will the state of California get this done? I mean, again, letting people know, but also funding this and, 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 and putting it into effect. Do you, do you see the same kind of success as with these other retirement funds? Well, I mean, we've got a lot of different mechanisms that we can fund this through. The, the main one is the ticket assessment, but... There's other things that the commission can do, and one of them that the commission is looking into, 
and discussed and actually picked one last week is we're going to be submitting a specialty license plate application to the Department of Motor Vehicles to perhaps make a specialty license plate for for athletes. That'll help fund it as well because what you pay the, the additional money to DMV, right? Correct. Andy Foster, head of the California State Sports Commission. Andy, thanks for coming on and talking with us. Well, thank you. You can see, by the way, Chris duke it out on January 19th at the Pechanga Resort in Temecula. Chris, thanks for talking with us today. We appreciate it. Welcome. Thank you very much. Bye, Eddie. I appreciate to be here with you on the call, and thank you, guys. Moving on now with Greater L.A. from KCRW, I'm Steve Chiotakis. Tomorrow on the program, a cult favorite in Orange County gets the theater treatment. But how do you take Santa Claus Conquers the Martians to the stage? But first, this. It's two weeks before Christmas, and mail carrier Leslie Gonzalez is walking down Ventura Boulevard in Sherman Oaks. Hi, good morning. Good morning. There you go. Have a great day. She hands a short stack of letters to the owners of a perfume shop. Hola, buenos dias. Oh, so pretty. Thank you, look at you. So pretty. She greets a waitress at Mel's Drive-In who's wearing reindeer antlers and a jingle bell bracelet. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Bye, Timmy. As many of us start to wind down for the holidays, mail carriers like Gonzalez giving Santa Claus a run for his money, delivering presents and a whole lot of holiday cheer on top of the usual stacks of magazines and, yeah, bills. Does all that extra work turn a person into a Grinch? Come on, let's catch up with Leslie at her mail truck and find out. So today I decided to be a little bit more festive than other days. I am wearing a Santa dress on top of my uniform, still have to, you know, represent the post office. I am wearing Santa knee-high, like, socks with my Doc Martin boots. I'm wearing Christmas lights. I have red lipstick, green eyeshadow. We are going full festive today. So during the holidays, normally as after Thanksgiving, once it's Black Friday and all the sales go, the package volume starts picking up. A week before, sometimes a week and a half before Christmas, you just get flooded by packages um, that they want to make sure get to their family members, friends, their loved ones right in time before the holidays. I'm on the overtime list, so from going to an eight-hour day, now I'm working like 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy it. It sounds like a long day, but once you're doing it, it really is not as bad. So right now, in front of us down this beautiful sunny morning, you can see a couple of crows fighting for food. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's just our dog warning. Oh, attention. 
multiple hazard alerts have been reported in your area. Working here, any dog, it could be a chihuahua, it could be another pit, it could be honestly the a shih tzu. And I'll be frightened because I don't know what to expect from them. Even if it's a small little ankle bite, it's still a bite. So it, you'll just get a little message saying, hey, so-and-so address, be careful, there may be a dog. Or so-and-so address, if you hear them open the door, go somewhere else, dog may come out. Just little messages for anyone who's doing your route. Attention, multiple hazard alerts have been reported in your area. Just a little message so then you know what to expect and you're not caught off. The one thing that I can't escape though is the rain when it rains. <laughs> It could be either that one or we're in where the CVS is in front of the Bank of America. There's a blue bin. Oh, thanks, appreciate it. No problem. Have a great day. Mail carriers, because we deliver in the area, we are also partially GPS. So they'll ask us sometimes, like, hey, where is so-and-so address? And obviously, if you, since you deliver here daily, you get to know the neighborhood, and you could direct them, be their GPS for the day. <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to the holidays, the atmosphere changes from your normal day. Like once it's December, you see all the garlands going up, all the Christmas tree, or for example, if you're Jewish for Hanukkah, you see all the menorahs going up and how everyone gets festive for what they celebrate. And it's actually kind of nice. The spirit goes up. Um, that is part about just anything in general is during this time, especially on rainy days, you do see, how can I put it? You do see people on the streets that are alone, that aren't as fortunate, who don't have everything that you have. And it's just kind of sad seeing that because you want to help, but you can't help or you don't know how to help. And to me, that's one of the tough things, like seeing like, what if I was in that position? How would I feel or what would I even do? So I think it's tough in those moments. Some people I know, it's does it might not feel like the holidays because they're going through tough times. But just to stay strong and, you know, keep looking forward to every day and making the most out of every day. KCRW's Robin Estrin produced this story. That was a FedEx mail carrier. A little bit of competition. Yeah, they are the competition, but at the same time, they're people that you see every day. <laughs> Special thanks to United States postal worker, Leslie Gonzalez, for spending that busy morning with us and to all the mail carriers delivering holiday cheer. That's all the time we have for today. Coming up in just a moment, it's Today Explained, the numbers that show law enforcement solving fewer violent crimes in the last three years. What's going on with police departments all across the country? Tomorrow on this program, a cult favorite in Orange County gets the theater treatment. But how do you take Santa Claus Conquers the Martians to the stage? And there's no shortage of productions of A Christmas Carol this time of year, from the traditional to, well... The untraditional, perhaps. More on that tomorrow.
Join us online anytime at kcrw.com slash GLA. Share a story idea. Grab the podcast, too, so you can get the show on the go. kcrw.com slash GLA. Juliana Mayo, Zoe Matthew, Kelsey Gante, Eddie Sun, Sue Margulies, Phil Richards, Amy Ta, Carlos Ramirez, Jocelyn Rohrbach, Michael Vogel, and Christian Bordall all helped run today's episode. I'm Steve Chitakis. Thanks for that ear. Bye-bye.